When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite Repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? What would Brady do? Busiest day ever. That's how we run. Look at how hard we're working on a Monday. And, and, And Ski Mask is about to take off. We got three segments left. Man, it's keeping us awake. Proposed. I guess that's true. You're right. <laughs> Anything to keep us from just falling dead asleep. You're right. Uh, it is uh, time for What Would Brady Do? And it's brought to you by our friends at Mo Money Pawn. Short or long term collateral loans from $10 to $100,000 or more. No credit needed and top dollar paid with the entire process just taking several minutes. MoMoneyPawn.com. Uh, are you ready, Brady? I got oh, three yeah. this weekend, and I forgot to print them and send them to the thing. But I, these are good. These are real good. And one comes from Daryl Hammond, not himself, but like the interview <laughs> said. Uh, Dear Brady, I heard the very strange Daryl Hammond uh, interview on Friday. Still not sure what he's about, but I sat riveted by his oddness, uh, calling him crazy to my radio in the car. Uh, but then he smacked me on the head with a two-by-four. At the end of the interview, he said he was in a relationship with a hooker, and he didn't know. Uh, my current girlfriend of nine months is about 33 years old. She's a very pretty, sweet girl, no kids. She says she doesn't want him. High five. <laughs> uh, she says, uh, everything I want to hear, like she's been studying me for years, and everything she says pleases me. It's almost nauseating. She seems perfect. When we first met, she told me she used to have a stable of old dudes that paid her for sex back in college. Uh, her history is cloudy, not so much full of lies, but confused details. So when Daryl said that he dated a prostitute, my stomach dropped. I know I'm dating one. Uh, she was very open about it, but here's the funny thing. She has her own apartment. She has a nice car, paid for. It's not a great car. Hyundai. 
uh, but it's nice and it's paid for. Her job situation is an intern, basically, a little above that status at a computer company. She never seems to have issues with money, but constantly says she's a poor girl just doing her best. I know for a fact her rent is $2,400 a month, and a couple weeks ago I saw her tax returns. She claims $22,000 a year. Her rent would be more than her pre-tax salary. So I asked her how she can afford all the things she has, and she said she saved a bunch of money from years ago, and sometimes an old client occasionally helps her out. I said, do you have to do anything? And she goes, money will just show up in my account. And at the most now, I just have to go on business dates with them. Basically hired arm candy. She swears there's no sex, but when Daryl said they don't stop, uh, everything I've ignored just flashed in front of me. She told me it's not something I should worry about and that she's responsible with money and I shouldn't be concerned, uh, but she still has dudes handing her cash. Worst part, I think I'm in love with her. (laughs) How do I find out I'm dating a hooker? What would Brady do? Ugh, I'm a pussy. <laughs> That's um, the perfect thing to say is. at the end. is. Little Brett. Well, how do you find out? You're basically, you know. She told you. Yeah. Again. And, and your story answers that question. Um, you know, what's interesting about the Daryl Hammond thing is he added a point after we got off the air with him. He's like, it's an ancient thing in the history yeah. of time. That that One of the things that he was talking about is a lot of times to get out of prostitution, sometimes they'd find somebody. It's yeah. a grifting deal. Sure. And then they get um, you get pregnant. Now you're, you're locked. Yep, you're locked in. And sometimes it's a bigger payday. But what would you do if this is your situation? Like right now, you're, in the, you're, you're the guy I, I who wrote the letter. I would never be, um, well... You leave. You leave, for sure. Because I was just saying, I'll, I would never be comfortable in that relationship. Of course not. There's nothing, there's not enough uh, trust in that relationship. Beyond that, she's still getting money. Yeah, money like, appears she, in my account, Brady, I'm and not, I'm just arm candy. Can't turn a hoe into a housewife. That's or, right. Yeah. Daryl Hammond said it. We're taking advice from him. That was his words of wisdom. Brett, do the math real fast. What's 2,400 times 12? I'm not good at that. But I'm pretty sure it's going to... 28800 It's $28,800. So she makes... Oops, she makes $4,000 less... Or $6,000 less a year than her rent costs. Well, it's one of those things, too. I mean, she can't be good at her job. She's driving a used Hyundai. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's be honest here. There are people in Hyundai's work very hard. It's paid for, bro. Yeah, but not if, for, she's bro. A, not if she's a hoe. Is your car paid for, bro? <laughs> yeah, actually, it is. Oh, okay. Well, but then, not, I'm not a hoe, either. This hooker. That's right. <laughs> But if you're claiming twenty two grand and you're paying twenty eight thousand, you're getting a lot of cash somewhere, right? And in order to I, eat, you have to get another twenty thousand yeah. in just cash. If you're claiming twenty two, now maybe she's just lying. But if that's her income, that's stated income, where's the money? I don't know how long she could get away with. Um, it's not like it's a ton of money from the IRS, but she's it a just prostitute. It just doesn't work. Yeah, because if you're doing your taxes, like uh, here's my house payment, whatever right. your money coming in. Look, just be grateful that she hasn't charged you yet. Maybe she needs to hit the gym or something. She a little chubby, is that? She might be. I mean, she ain't, she's driving a used Hyundai. <laughs> he's, he's obviously he's, not he's a high price hoe, Hyundai but thing. not all high price hoes are Julia Roberts. You know. Well, it could be a nice Hyundai loaded, Santa Fe loaded. Oh, yeah. Look, the nah. They got some good ones. They do nah. have some good ones. I don't see a prostitute driving the Santa Genesis. No, nah, I don't think he would have thrown out the Hyundai if, if, <laughs> Those are, if he wouldn't a, say That's a, that's a different ride. thing, though. Yeah, that's, that's not a, a Hyundai. That's a Genesis. Right. Well, but Hyundai came company. out with a Genesis. That guy would have told us Genesis. Yeah. Five point 
Brady was a prostitute for a while. <laughs> there you go. See what I said? But the answer to the question I, is get out of I it. I also declared a lot more cash when I was oh, a prostitute. Sure. You know? yeah. Well, because you're an honest hooker. You took your cake and you kept records and you're smarter than that. But right there, if your rent is 2400 28000 a year and you're only claiming twenty two, the, the red flag, even if she's not a hooker, if you saw tax returns that are less than her rent a year, you're going to have the IRS up your ass in a little bit with your girlfriend, and that's going to be a nightmare, too. She's an idiot beyond being a, po- a possible uh, call girl. And you're an idiot for going, I love her, and telling us about it. He's special. He's extra special to her. <laughs> I did like that he didn't give me a name. He just signed it, Ugg, I'm a pussy. You said 100%. it yourself. You said it yourself. If you have to ask your friends, say, uh, Guys, she used to be a hooker, and I don't know where her money's coming from. Do you think so? You're asking because you know, and you just want confirmation. Brady will give it to you. you got to get out of there. Daryl Hammond gave you advice that was sound. You can't turn a hoe into a housewife. I can't imagine it would be fun trying. Uh, Dear Brady, I don't live in the best neighborhood. I have a horrible new neighbor. Oh, br- uh, this is yours. This what? Is, I thought you oh. wrote this. <laughs> uh, the person is the worst human being in the world. This looks dirty. Always working on his truck in the front yard. He leaves stuff laying around all over the place. He's trash. Uh, But I live alone with my son. I don't have a ton of money, and I am a little bit afraid of him. He's a big guy. He drinks all day. The other day he was in the backyard, and he's got these two giant mutt dogs. I have no idea what they are. Uh, They're always outside. Sometimes they bark. Not a ton. It doesn't bother me. Here and there. But when they get a little loud, the trashy neighbor comes out and screams, Shut up, (laughs) N-word. I thought I misheard him for a while, but a couple days ago, he was definitely calling his dogs the N-word, and he wasn't yelling it. I think his dog's name is the N-word. This trash factory might have that as a dog name. Can I call the cops (laughs) or some service from the uh, Humane Society to have dogs taken away? He doesn't beat them. They look well taken care of. I think I know who wrote this. But come on. I don't want to approach him. He's the type who will double down. I think I know who she wrote it about. He's He's the type who will double down. I want to move so badly. Someday I will. But in the meantime, what would Brady do? Sign good neighbor. Right now is a great time to sell your place. Yeah, Doug Hopkins will buy your house for premium. Terry would probably buy it too. Here's the thing. If it's that bad, well, one, you're not going to be able to get a welfare check like on the dogs. Right. Unless you were to lie about it. Right, and then get him out there. And then, and then the guy's probably a good dog owner. Who knows? Brady, but, here's the bigger part. I'm just going to throw this at you for your yeah. decision in the end. Uh, you just wrote a letter to a very popular radio show talking about a very specific man and called yourself the neighbor who lives alone with the kid. If the guy with the dog named <laughs> is listening, he knows who wrote the letter. Your life just got terrible. Yeah. If he names his dog the N-word... And you just said so. I'm guessing we're not talking about many people in this city, right? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he's listening. <laughs> You're going to want to move, like, tomorrow. Call Doug Hopkins today and get that house picked up and move. And don't tell him about the neighbors. What would you do? What do you have? you got a neighbor who names his dog Well, if it horrible. became that uncomfortable and said nothing's going to change, I'm figuring out a place to move. You have to move. Yeah, because one, I don't think the future of the neighborhood is going to go up in value so much. <laughs> him it screaming. doesn't sound like the best, the best scenario or yeah. the greatest uh, neighborhood. One, one thing that won't happen, I don't think you're going to have a lot of diversity in the area. But it, again, if there's, um, if there's, it's not confrontational. 
and he's yelling it is i mean you can yeah. it's a teaching moment for your kids too sure just saying you understand that a real estate teaching moment we got to get out of here yeah i mean that's first and foremost but i'm only you know, hoping i'm just wondering there was a part of me that was saying i know you're saying the n-word yeah i was thinking of that colorado rockies game if she's yeah. thinking Dana. she's hearing that Get the wrong um, name. It's Knickerbocker. The right, dog, you got something you know, like that. Whatever. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to dance around this too much. We had a, a guy who worked here whose cat's name was Snickers, and it got. He brought it to work for some reason, and it got loose. Uh, somebody's like, "I'm not here to babysit cats," and it was. It was in the engineer's room, and the guy left the door open. The cat got out, and me and Doug were running around Guadalupe, going Snickers, and it was like, "This is bad. Like this doesn't sound good from a distance. This sounds like we've lost our minds. We're, I'm not doing this anymore." And, uh, and we weren't even in a threat like in that area, but that's you just be careful with names like that. Uh, naming your dog anything close. And if you've got a dog with the N-word for a name, I don't know your neighbor, but be nice to her. She's just trying to do the right thing. <laughs> and you did the wrong thing. Nicole Slam. Yeah, yeah you got to <laughs> rename your dog if you're listening. That's terrible. What a horrible person. Yeah, you and he's not my neighbor because I'd be laughing all day oh, long. Oh, you'd be laughing. Be like, we still got to move. The property <laughs> values go down every time that dog barks. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Every one of my neighbors have shaved heads. <laughs> my whole neighborhood just is seen, terrible. It's just an unusual neighborhood. Drinking, working on trucks, and saying the N-word out loud to their animals, they name that. What a horrible group. I don't think you can call the police on that. No. And I, Unless um, it's late at night. Right. And it's, he's it's yelling. a noise complaint. Yeah, right. you, could do, you could figure out a but noise complaint. But then he's going to know who it is. He, I mean, he knows yeah. already that the, if he's listening, he knows that the lady who emailed, the neighbor with the one kid. Yeah. He can eyeball. I mean, he's hopefully, you know, too stupid to pick up on this. And then I can only imagine so. what he's going to call the kid after that. Oh, you think that name was bad? This guy's probably got an arsenal. Just move. It is Brady's right. It's a great time to sell your house. And then go rent a place for a little bit. I know moving sucks, but. You gotta have a couple bucks in that house at this point. I'm guessing you live in Mary. Sell Hill. the house, find another neighborhood. Yeah, maybe you could buy the house, and oh. the neighbor's dog is Fajo. <laughs> you know, it's a new, it's a new it's, neighborhood. It's, it's you. You're the problem. You need some acreage. Uh, dear Brady, my daughter's 15. She's beautiful. She's actually gotten modeling offers from big companies from her Instagram posts. She's an absolute princess, girly, girly, girly. That's what she is. Recently, I was cleaning her room and saw some notes from her friend talking about sex, and they had had it. Uh, they talked about how much they love each other. Oh. And they talked about telling their parents. The letters were from another girl. Uh, the girl is from a strict Mormon family. My daughter, being a lesbian, is going to destroy my parents, and my wife, who is much more into her faith than I am. The Mormon girl's parents are going to lose their minds. I'm the only one who knows this. Do I tell my wife or just let it all come out later? Signed, Bruce, and yes, the irony of my name isn't lost on me. <laughs> I guess he still thinks that people think Bruce is a gay name. 
daughter's let it ride, Bruce. You don't let tell. You don't tell the wife. Um. Oh no, I I would. Uh, I know he would. Oh, Brady. Would. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm telling the wife. Yeah. And then to get all hell's breaking. As far as the the. Yeah, but as far as addressing how to, uh, you know, say you can't hang out with that girl anymore. Oh, no. I mean, that's different. But it's, the wife might if she's got full religious things and then yeah. the parents of the other girl. That's why you both need to talk about it and figure out, let's be on the same page on this. When we find out, we have to approach this. But the other parents are what is going to really be the... Of course, then again, Mormons are known to just smash things down and ignore them. But I would guess just get excommunicated. Or yeah, something. they'll kick, get yeah. kicked out, and then it'll take super them, It'll yeah. take them years to put two and two together. That's true. I've seen a lot of documentaries where they just don't pick up on that. Even when you tell them your daughter is a lesbian. Oh, bless you! Would you like some cookies and some cool drinks? Just because she has slumber parties. Yeah. Ugh. So you like? Yeah, you and Ronnie don't have that whole. You know, wouldn't be a big deal. Like, as far as, like, oh, the world's crashing down and religion's going to step in and she's going to hell and all that. But well, if, you wanna, if Ronnie you knew... Wanna, you, what, I mean, the first thing is you don't want your kid to shut you out. Right. You still want to be a parent. You sure. still want to be a mentor, a guide, and you want to love your kid. Right. Um, no matter what. Right. Like they're hurting anybody. I just like the uh, like same thing daddy likes. 69. But you know what I'd be, you <laughs> know, right. the things I'd worry about is if the other family finds out and all oh. of a sudden they start a campaign on right. you That's... or that can you believe they let their slut daughter. Do you talk to them? If it comes down to that. Do you really? Oh, if they started, if they found out. So, but you wouldn't let yeah, the I would out straighten of it out. If, if, it. if they yeah. react in a horrible way and then try to, um, you know, smear my daughter. Right, but if you tell your wife, that's where it stops. Like you're gonna do, you're gonna corral her anger. Yeah, and deal with that, and say we're not telling that other girl's family because I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna tell them how to handle it with their kid. But would you even but tell them you, you found that stuff? But if you bring my kid stuff? in the equation, I'm gonna right. now. I'm gonna talk to him and but say. But would you even tell them unfair. you found the stuff? Because what if they find out on their own, and if, then it's really if bad. they ask. I think I'm kind of like. Um, they know the gist of it. If they're asking for details, how do you know? Right. Then I would talk about it more so. But um, for the most part, if they're saying, no, I don't want my daughter to see your daughter anymore. Right. What a disaster. Having keep- High five. Brad. High five. Oof. High five. But then that forbidden fruit will overpower. <laughs> oh, man. And we all know how good that tastes. All right. Teenage Temptation Island. How is that not a show yet? Temptation Island. Yeah, I, uh, I'm so glad I don't have kids in this day and age with the poly. You, you don't run into that whatever. often. Well, you run into it constantly. Every every parent I know has got some kid who thinks he's binary numbers or something. I don't know what he is. My daughter thinks she's poly this. My son thinks he's one of these. I'm like, quit telling him about this stuff. Stop teaching him those words, and he won't know what he is. Just go back to normal. It's crazy. Go get them, parents. It's all up to you. You're doing a terrible job, most of you. And uh, you get letters about your daughter bumping donuts. That has to be tough. <laughs> that has to be tough for any parent. Anyway. Right. It's tough even if it's hetero activity. Oh, sure. Especially and then because now you got pregnancy age. involved. Yeah, At least with exactly. this one, it's just a couple people rubbing on each other like a subway ride. But I don't think any parent looks forward to saying to their kid, 
you know, like, I embrace it. Well, just just be safe yeah. out there. Wrap it up if you're going to take I know you're deep. in sixth grade, but just be safe. <laughs> and you got to like, start talking about it about that. I know. You haven't had that talk, have you? Uh, not really. Oh, no, you got to do it. Get on that, man. It's too, it, The risk is not worth the reward. Sit her down and just say, forbidden, never. You're not allowed. She knows. She knows. To ever use your genitals for anything except urinating. That's it. Oh, Barry, don't worry about it. I got this under wraps. <laughs> I'm not flashing my hoo-ha to anybody. Disappoint dead dad. Don't let dad dad down. Every time you feel tingling in your nethers, think of dad dad. <laughs> oh, that's right. Dad. It'll ruin it forever. She'll never do anything. Just know that's daddy's. Daddy's there thinking of you too. Today we'll have the talk. Tell her, tell every kid under the age of five that every time they tingle from the waist down, that's just because I'm thinking of you. <laughs> and then indoctrinate them with that, and then they'll never do a thing. Then your other extreme suggestion is make sure they videotape. walk in on mom and dad Show or videotape. Them a videotape of your mother and father. Say, I know you're, uh, I know you're thinking about sex, and I wanted to, wanted to show you. We want to walk you through. We'll it. Walk you through it. And make sure you're doing it right. And here's a video of your mother and I. Thank Christ. I don't know Going through the basics. Now that, terrible. That's Dad Dazerection. He's about to show his, show Mama how much he oh. loves her. And you just watch that night vision video. Can you imagine ah. your mom and dad showing you that? You'd oh. never want to have sex ever in your life. That's how you're introduced to it. It's the greatest parenting tip ever, and no one takes me up on it. Do you think your video. mom and dad ever said that, Brett, after you? Were like, I wish we never had Brett. Yeah, too late now, though. I'm sure... Everybody says no. That. Yeah, I'm sure all parents I'll, say that at one point, at or, one point or another. Everybody's when you're doing like, something stupid, yeah, I shouldn't have had this one. I'm sure your dad did I the same thing. Have... He's doing it every once My in a while. My parents now. never said that. Your parents didn't care if you were home. <laughs> they got calls from drugstores when you were two. Oh, he's lost. All right. Well, uh, and send him back. Yeah, he'll figure it out. Very relaxed. <laughs> yeah, they're very relaxed. They were like, "We've done this twice. The third one's on his own. You figured it out." But they regret you every once in a while. Everybody, you, you're a human being. You're a human being. It, it, kids slow you down. Sure. Absolutely. That's why I always go to that phrase that parents always say. Don't get me wrong. I love my kids. But if I didn't have one and then they – I'd travel. I'd have more money. I'd, oh, the cars I would drive. I wouldn't definitely have this Windstar. I'd have something better. Like so you'd have a better life. Oh, no, no. My, it's the best love ever. Then why do you fantasize about a life without them? You know what I never do? Fantasize about life with one. But you parents seem to fantasize what it would be like if they weren't around. Or that you can't wait until they're able to take care of themselves so you can be free again. I've heard that. I heard that twice they're 18. Once they're 15, we can start leaving again. Yeah, and we can't wait. I watched my friends turn back into human beings when they got their daughter old enough to babysit the other two. They left the house. They became human again. It was crazy. It was great. And they're now people again, and it's nice to watch. Uh, there you go. That is what Brady did. And, oh my God, if you've named your dog the N-word, reconsider. Change it up. Yeah, reconsider your membership to humanity. Maybe want to dangle from a rope. I don't think there's much retribution. Don't use rope in that name. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Not a you good know caller. Say, you're right. <laughs> Stay away from the rope guy. The funny humor, yeah. or the funny ha-ha part of that. Is it's not, not funny. Not, it's not. It's not funny. It's awful. It's just awful. I can't imagine what I would do if my neighbor was screaming that at his dog. I'm like, did you name your dog? After I'd stopped laughing at the absurdity of it all, I'd be like, something needs to be done here. I'd move to. Uh, it's 945. That is what Brady did. It's 98. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. 98. 
You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.